0: Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. You're very welcome. A beautiful year ahead. And I've got to say, I'm really excited, uh, genuinely so, to be part of a group of people who is about to posture before the Lord in prayer and fasting for more, right? For more, more of who Jesus is, more of his kingdom. And I know that at this time of year, it's quite typical actually to be setting our hearts for more before Jesus. Like some of you might be thinking, you know what? I've heard these messages on more before at this time of year. And you might be thinking, this is what happens in the new year. It's like cliche. This is going to be a great year. There's going to be more. We've heard messages like that. Or maybe you're thinking, yeah, this is start of year. Rah, rah, and rev up. But you know what? The truth is, Jesus is more. He just is Jesus is is bigger and better than any of us at any point in our journey actually know. That is the truth. That's our king. And, And his kingdom that he came to inaugurate and life in it is bigger and better than any of us know at any time. That's normal in God's kingdom, right? And Jesus is more interested in us than we think. And he is more committed to us knowing his more and his goodness than we are to him. Hmm. So it's not cliche and it's not rah, rah, rev up. More with Jesus is normal in the Christian life an anticipation and an expectation that we will encounter more of Jesus, that we will experience more of His power and His salvation and His healing and His compassion and His leading and His direction and His blessing, that that's normal. Not believing that would be like committing to go to the gym every day in 2024 without any expectation that you're going to lose any weight or get fitter, right? Did you know that? Who would do that? That's absurd. More. More with Jesus is normal. Hmm. But I did want to say today, belief in Jesus that ventures beyond expectation of Jesus meets the more of Jesus. I just want you to, I'm going to say that again because this is, this is my point today. I'm sure a lot of you will have heard of a three-point sermon. Uh, this is a one-point sermon. This, this, is, this is my point. So, so here it is. Again, belief in Jesus that ventures beyond the borders of our expectation of Jesus meets the more of Jesus. Now, that might sound a bit cryptic, a little bit wordsmithy. So let's go to a story. I don't have the text to show you. I just want you to listen. And I'm going to read a bit of this story from Mark chapter 5, 21 to 42. And just let this story speak to you. It says, When Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him, While he was by the lake, then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and he pleaded earnestly with him My little daughter is dying. Please come, put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. I just touch his clothes. I'll be healed. Immediately, it says, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realised the power had gone from out from him. He turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus, he kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking this to the woman, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter's dead. They said, why bother? Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Jairus, don't be afraid. Just leave. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why? Why all this commotion and wailing? This child is not dead, but asleep. And they just laughed at him. Ha <laughs> ha. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and disciples who were with him, and they went in where the child was. And he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Get up. This isn't, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't a made-up story. This, this happened. Get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. (laughs) That's a cool story, isn't it? So here's my one point. Belief in Jesus that ventures beyond the borders of our expectation of Jesus meets the more with Jesus check this out first let's have a bit of a look at this woman's encounter with Jesus and to be quite honest I I wish I had a name to call this woman but the Bible doesn't give her one she's just simply identified as the woman who suffered from bleeding no other detail is given about the particular nature of this bleeding just that it had gone on for 12 years And despite every effort she had made, and she'd made a lot, and she'd paid many costs to physicians to be healed despite all of that, nothing got better. In fact, she just got worse. That physical ailment alone would have been enough to suffer, wouldn't it? Don't you think? But it also came with this horrible tag of alienation for this woman. She lived a life ceremonially unclean in a Jewish culture. She was cut off because of this infliction from community and from family. Everybody considered her an infectious danger. How would living like that be? You're an infectious danger to everyone around. But, this verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, the healer, She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Listen to these words. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. There is the woman's brave belief in Jesus for things within the borders of her own expectation. She thought, if I go to him and touch his cloak, she thought, I will be healed. It was belief in Jesus. It was brave and courageous belief in Jesus. But it was belief in Jesus within the borders of her hope as she authored it and her expectation of what would be a good outcome for her. So bravely she pushes through that crowd trying not to draw any attention to herself and she managed to get close enough through that thronging crowd. Just picture a thronging crowd. I don't know what that looks like. It's just everybody clambering for Jesus and she gets close enough and she reaches out and she touches the cloak of Jesus and he does it. He does it. Just think about that moment. She felt it. She felt power surge through her body, a literal physical experience of the supernatural power of Jesus that she knew instantly had healed her. Wow. How good is that? Instantly the bleeding stopped. She knew she'd been healed. In other words, in that one encounter, Jesus gave her everything. She believed him for and expected of him to do. That's what happened for her in that moment, right? I'm not exactly sure what happened next. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. But I imagine that at this point that that woman probably began just withdrawing back from Jesus through that crowd in the same way that she had quietly come. I don't think this was because she was wanting to fall away from Jesus. I think this was because she had just received everything that she'd hoped Jesus would do for her. So I picture her just allowing the thronging crowd to continue and to draw back. And that's when she heard it. Who touched me? Who who touched me? And think about it with these words. That woman knew that Jesus was talking to her. And calling her back to him. Nobody else in that crowd could make sense of that question. That's why the disciples said, How can you ask that? What are you on about? It made sense to no one else. It's quite brilliant from Jesus. This is him addressing the woman directly and allowing her to remain anonymous who touched me. She heard it and went, That's me. He's talking to me. And with these words, the woman knew that Jesus was calling her back to him when she wanted to just probably withdraw. But why? Why? She just received everything from Jesus that she wanted. But at that very point, Jesus called her back. And that's the point. That's the point. Jesus was saying to this woman, I know what you hoped for in me. I know. I know you came expecting that I would heal you. And I also know that you just received everything that you had hoped and expected you would receive from me. But I also want you to know you didn't get everything I have to give you. That's what he was saying. You didn't get everything I have to give you. There's more. There's more. So who touched me? Who touched me? To the woman who just got miraculous healing that you wanted, come back in belief to me again, but this time beyond your design of hope and expectation. This time venture beyond the borders of what you can put faith in me for because There's more. Come to me again in belief, even though you just received everything you hoped. Because there's more. Jesus is saying, I hope for you more than you've ever hoped for me for you. Get that? My hope for you is to give you stuff that you'd never imagined to hope for me for. That's what he's saying to her. So who touched me? And this is the moment. This is the moment for that woman when she ventured belief in Jesus that was beyond the borders of her own hope and expectation. And it says, she, she came, I love this, trembling in fear. It is scary to venture beyond the borders of her hope and expectation. Trembling with fear, she came back to Jesus and she fell at his feet in front of that whole crown and out, out it came, the whole truth. The whole truth of the story. The, the guards down here, it was me, it was me. I touched you. I know I shouldn't have. I know I shouldn't have. But I've been living with this condition for 12 years. I've given everything I've got. And I've only ever got worse, not better. And it is horrible. But I heard of you, Jesus. I heard that you've been traveling around in Galilee healing. And so I thought, I thought, oh, if I just touch his cloak, I'll be healed. And so I came and I touched you and you did it. And you did it. And I'm stoked. And I'm happy. And I was just withdrawing away because you just gave me everything I envisaged. And then you called to me. Who touched me? I knew it was me. But I didn't know why you called. You fulfilled everything I've hoped. But I didn't know why you called. However, if the one who has the supernatural power from heaven, can instantly deliver me from my suffering and do everything I've ever hoped for and envisaged calls me back? I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming and I'm coming this time for what I don't even know. I'm coming because I think you're going to do more for me and I don't even know what it is, but I'm here. That is venturing belief in Jesus beyond the borders of hope and expectation. And that is the very moment the woman met the more from Jesus that she could never have imagined. Have a listen to these words he said. Daughter. Don't miss that. Daughter, the son of God proclaims in front of everybody that here, this despised outcast is a true daughter of Yahweh. Daughter, above everyone else here, you are a daughter of Yahweh. Your faith has healed you. Again, a public declaration that the despised one, The cursed one, the suffering one, is the one with true faith. Your faith has healed you. A declaration of a healing. Go in peace. Literally, rest now, daughter. Rest. Go in peace. Rest. It's not shalom. This one is rest now from your travail and be freed from your suffering, literally from this point on. Now go enjoying the prosperity of God over your life. That's what he said. That's the more of Jesus right there. How's that? The woman was just happy with healing. And it is good. And it's a fulfillment of everything she expected. But Jesus wasn't done yet. Jesus wanted to heal that woman and reconnect her in community and lift her up as a daughter of Yahweh, a woman of incredible faith who could be accepted back and lifted up in the community that she'd been cut off from. There's the more of Jesus right there. That's it. That's it. One point message. Belief in Jesus that ventures beyond the borders of our expectations of Jesus will meet the more of Jesus. That's what it is. But we need to take a look at the other prominent character in this story, the synagogue ruler, Jairus. Because just like Jesus called the woman with bleeding to venture in belief of Jesus beyond her expectation of him, So did Jesus call Jairus to venture in belief of Jesus beyond his expectation. But, boy, it happened in a different way for Jairus. Before Jesus had even encountered that woman, do you remember, Jairus had come to Jesus. Like, Jesus had come back over the lake, back into this side of Galilee, near Capernaum, and Jairus had heard that he'd come, and he came from Capernaum, to the crowd that was throwing to Jesus there beside the lake, and it says he pleaded. He pleaded like a father who's about to lose his 12-year-old daughter would plead with Jesus, my little daughter's dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him, right? You've got to hear the desperation in Jairus's hope. And his expectation of Jesus. He's a Jewish synagogue leader. He's stepping outside of religious kosher here. To reach out in Jesus in belief for the healing from sickness for his daughter. That's his hope and expectation right there. Short of a miracle from Jesus, this sickness is going to take his daughter's life. So Jairus courageously comes in belief of Jesus within the borders of his expectation. He'll heal her. He'll heal her. And it must have meant heaps to Jairus that Jesus went with him. You know, out all that crowd. Jesus listened to Jairus' story and it says, okay, Jesus said, yep, let's go. But from that moment on, well, things got a bit sideways for Jairus. Because unlike the woman with bleeding who immediately received from Jesus what she had boldly come to him believing for, at this point in the story from the Jairus, well, he experienced the opposite. He didn't get anything from Jesus that he came believing Jesus for. Jesus didn't forge his way quickly through that crowd in an urgency that matched Jairus's of the situation. In fact, he stopped in the crowd to ask that question, who touched me, which was a wonderful moment for the woman. But Jairus is there, painfully aware that the seconds are slipping away for what I've come to you for, Jesus, to be brought about. And it's slow. And I know you said you'd go with me, but... We're stuck here. And nothing I came to you for is happening. And then in that same scene came the news that he had desperately come to Jesus for to avoid hearing. This is, this is his worst case scenario. He did not want this. While Jesus was still speaking to the woman, some people came from Jairus' house, synagogue leader. Your daughter's dead. Your daughter's dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? It is unimaginable the pain that he must have felt in that moment while the woman with bleeding got the immediate fulfillment of everything that she'd believed and come to Jesus for. In that moment, Jesus had literally done nothing that Jairus had hoped and expected Jesus would do apart from going with him, albeit slowly, and now it just seemed too little, too late from Jesus. But it says in that moment that Jesus overheard. So Jesus is with the woman. This is going on for Jairus. And he overheard the news that Jairus had just believed. And I imagine that in that moment he locked eyes on Jairus And he said those words in the midst of Jairus's pain and confusion. Don't be afraid. Just believe. My goodness. There's no small moment. Believe. Believe for what? Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe. There's the call right there. That's the moment Jesus called Jairus to venture in belief with him beyond his desperate hope and expectation of what he envisaged Jesus would do for his daughter and for him. Jairus came to Jesus having authored the outcome that Jesus could heal his daughter. And none of that happened. It stopped. He received none of that and in that desperate moment, Jesus says, Don't be afraid. Just believe. I don't know what you think. I think it is absolutely remarkable that Jairus continued on towards his house with Jesus that day. Don't you? Huh. Because that was when Jairus ventured in belief of Jesus beyond the borders of his expectation of Jesus in the moment when Jesus had done nothing Jairus had expected nothing the worst case scenario had happened but Jairus still went to his house that has his dead daughter in it with Jesus that is amazing that is absolutely amazing and I'm so glad he did aren't you Because by venturing in belief with Jesus outside of his expectation and hope of Jesus, he positioned himself to receive the more of Jesus, didn't he? (laughs) Because Jairus' daughter wasn't healed. As Jairus had believed Jesus for, she was resurrected. Okay? That's what happened. Jesus at the 11th hour didn't bring healing that delivered her from sickness so that she wouldn't die. Jesus delivered her through death. And brought her back to life. That's the more right there, isn't it? Resurrections. That's the more in the kingdom. We sung about it this morning. That's who Jesus is. He brought resurrection from beyond the borders of hope and expectation in a greater way than Jairus would have ever even dared speak. That's true. I don't think his own hope or expectation could have ever authored that. But Jesus did the more. And Jairus was positioned to receive because he had bravely, and it's hard, he had stepped outside of the borders of his own hopes and expectations of Jesus. And in that place, belief in Jesus, that ventures beyond hope and expectations of Jesus, meets the more of Jesus. That's, this is a one-point sermon. It's just one point. Don't forget it, please, because that means I'm a really bad (laughs) preacher. (laughs) You know, I'm a dad. I'm a dad and I know I share stories about my kids from here, but as a dad, I know what it is to call your kids to belief beyond the borders of their hope and expectations. Like one night when I came home after a meeting, I I, put the car in the garage, came outside, I was standing at the front of our house and I, I heard a noise. And um, it was like a hissing, like a and then a and then a and then, a, and then a, and I'm like, what is that? And I turned around and there's this beautiful big tawny frogmouth owl sitting on the fence, and he was one hisser, right? I'd never heard this noise. And then I realized he's having a conversation with his tawny frogmouth mate who was just up in the tree and this tiny frogmouth was big eyes looking at me going and this one up here was like I don't know what they're saying look at this guy he's just arrived home and he's staring at us what's his go anyway it's just one of those moments in nature that just inspired me the Lord's creation and I knew in that moment my kids are gonna love this oh my goodness, my kids have never seen anything like this. This is going to be new. This is going to be great. And so I called to them, hey, kids, come on out here. I've got something for you to see. And I waited. Down hear from the back of the house, oh, I'm just on my iPad, Dad. I'm like, yeah, I know, but just come, just come. And then the voice comes again, why, have you got chocolate or something? Like, no, 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 it's, it's not about the chocolate. Just come, just come. Again, silence. Oh, what is it, Dad? And I know that at that moment I could say, oh, there's a couple of hours out here I think you'd like. And my kids would be like, boring. But as a dad, I know this ain't boring and they won't find it boring. They've never seen this. This is going to be good. I know that if I say to them, I want you to come and see ours, they won't discover what's on offer for them. I know that I actually have to call them to step beyond their authorship of what they think they would, be, would be good for them in that moment. So I have to stick to my guns and say, just come. And I do that hoping that they will have enough belief in me as their father to know I love them. And I know what's good. And that I will relentlessly use every possession and every power I have to bless them. And so I just say to them, just come. Move from your iPad. Walk down the hall. Come. They did. They did. They came out the door. And I went, look at this. And their eyes went like that. Like the Tony mouth <laughs> eyes. And they went, this is amazing. This is amazing. And they entered into horizons beyond what they were in before because they were prepared to venture beyond their hope and expectation. Um, yeah, come on up, join us on stage, team. I just firmly believe that at this point of the year, this is not cliche. This is not New Year, rah, rah. Jesus' invitation to us is come. Come. Just come. Without making it specific what he's calling us specifically for, his invitation to you is believe in me, surrender to me, posture towards me, just come. His invitation is because there is more. That is a normal part of the Christian journey. There is more, more salvation. There's more healing. There's more breakthrough. There's more deliverance. There's more gifting. There's more purpose. There's more goodness for each and every one of us in Jesus. And so he calls you today and says, come, come. But I wondered whether some here, might actually be resonating with either the perspective of the woman or of Jairus in how you hear that invitation. Maybe you hear this invitation from a similar perspective of the woman and you're in a place where you are knowing the full fulfilment of every expectation you've ever had in Jesus. Or maybe you're hearing it knowing that you have even just withdrawn a little bit from the cusp of faith, not because you don't love Jesus and not because you want to withdraw, but because you just don't know that need that drove you to him in the first place because he's done it. Do you know the words for you from him this morning, uh, what he said to the woman who touched me, who touched me, come back. Come back to the edge of belief and expectancy and posture because there's more for you. I hope more for you than you've ever hoped I would give you. That's his words for you, come. Or maybe you hear this word from Jesus of come in belief in him beyond the borders um, of your expectation, a little bit like Jairus would have heard them. Imagine that you may well be in a place where disappointment and confusion are your unwanted companion at the moment. And maybe you have ventured to believe in Jesus according to what you desperately want to see him do and what you know would make this incredible difference for you. But thus far, you've received nothing you've expected from Jesus. And he hasn't done it. Do you know if that's you this morning? The words for you are the same words he said to Jairus. He locks eyes with you. He says, don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. Just come and believe. And he says that. Because it's in that place when we have the courage to release a little bit our hopes and expectations and maintain belief in Him, that that's where you will meet His more. It's not an if with Jesus. He promises it. You will meet His more when you venture beyond your hope and expectation of Him, with Him, when you believe in Him like that. So I just wanted to finish this message today by asking you, what would be the expression of your belief in Jesus beyond the borders of your hopes and expectations? For the woman, it meant in that moment where she'd received everything that she ever wanted, that she pushed her way back through that crowd. To the feet of Jesus, and she blurted out her story, and then she said, I don't know what more you're gonna do, but whatever it is, I'm here. I'm here. Maybe that's an expression of belief for you at this stage in your journey. Do you know what it was for Jairus? Jairus actually ventured towards his worst case scenario alongside Jesus. That was his expression of belief beyond his hope and expectation. Yes, Jesus, I'll walk to you to what looks like me walking to devastating grief like I never imagined and I'll go with you because you said, don't be afraid, just believe. What would your expression of belief look like if today you were going to respond in belief with Jesus beyond the borders of your hopes and expectations of him? I'm not going to answer that for you. You'll know or you'll work it out with him. I'm just going to pray. Jesus, you know it is a scary thing for us, a real scary thing for us to venture beyond our better days as authored by us. And I don't think you call us to kill the hopes and expectations we have of you but I do think today you're calling us to cultivate belief in you outside of those things and so for those among us right now who are bravely envisaging what belief in you looks like outside of deep deep hopes and expectations I ask for your gentle hand to be upon them and your revelation on them on what belief and the journey ahead in belief might look like. I also want to very specifically ask that as we do this and as we posture in this today, that there will indeed be incredible kingdom moments that happen for people in this very room that cannot be envisaged and imagined at this point. Jesus, would you come and pour out the full extent of your goodness and power and your more over the life and heart of everyone in this room and everyone who's um, online who is stepping out in belief of you today. Calm, Holy Spirit, and work your incredible things so that there's testimonies of surprise and amazement that we hear from you. Amen. Amen. I think we'll stand together. And we're going to sing, it's I speak Jesus, isn't it? That's where we're going. Yeah. Let this be an expression of your belief today, wherever you're at. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.